0: It's the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone, time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthitha Banmook, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. Today. Our guest is very lovely to be here. We are going to learn from the master right here, how to be master at your class. So please welcome William Buist over here. William is a, master, a mentor to business leaders and the author of the book, Intentional Mastery. So please welcome William with us at Get Unstuck Radio. Hi, William.
1: Hi, Matita. How are you today?
0: I'm very well and looking forward to learn more about how you do everything here. I'm like all ears. I'm a student.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: So before we get to like your work, though, how you started your entrepreneurial journey, though? I know it's been long years.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's 20, well, very close to 20 years ago um, that I left uh, employment and started my own business. Really driven by a desire to help small business owners to be the best that they could be. Uh, And I've been developing uh, insights and knowledge around what that entrepreneurial journey is like for most people and the steps that they take along the way. And that's led me to write the book Intentional Mastery and that's what brought us together to have this conversation today.
0: Okay, intentional and mastery. There are two words in this title right so what each means can you can you please define those words
1: yeah of course and 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 each was chosen with uh, with some care so let's deal with the mastery piece first so mastery i view as a, a journey a journey that we probably never complete but that we strive to keep moving on uh, right through our lives and it starts when we're First, really thinking about what we want to work on, what we want to be. We don't know anything about it. We're a a complete explorer. And that's where I start this journey, Uh, call it explorer, hungry for knowledge. And as we get that knowledge, uh, we become a novice. And the novices are people who are uh, beginning to work and develop the skills in that area, but not yet able to do, do it well. And they'll make mistakes. We all make. We've all got things we don't do that well, and we make mistakes at. And from those mistakes, you learn. And the the novices become practitioners. They become good at what they do, and they work really well in that area of their their developing expertise as practitioners. But if something happens a little bit unusual, something that they weren't expecting, that can easily throw a practitioner off their stride. And so when things go wrong, they don't necessarily know the best way to solve the problem. But with more experience, they become expert, they get to, to understand the various ways their work can be affected by things outside, they get good at, at dealing with different contexts. We're nearly there now, we've got this one last step to mastery. And for me, that step is about all the insights that we can bring to our work from every aspect of our lives, from thinking about other things that uh, have a bearing on what we do, but are not necessarily the same as what we do. So as an example, for me, I'm a business mentor. I work with small business owners and I work with them to develop strategy. I'm also a photographer and I'm spending time uh, with my camera looking at, how can I tell a great story with a single image? How can I help Mm. other people see what I can see in this single image. And I try to bring some of those skills into the mentoring that I do with business leaders to help them paint a better picture of their business as well. And those insights and the ways of really honing in on the the very essence of your expertise and getting to understand it in every context you can and bring in those other insights is what I think allows people to become completely masterful and become a master of what they do and it's as much about mindset and who you are as it is about what you do you know it's it's about the whole being and I think you know that's one of the things we might explore later the other word intentional is because I don't think you can make that journey Unless you deliberately choose to do it, unless you step back and say, I want to be the very best, whatever you are, the very best podcast host, the very best photographer, the very best pianist, the very best business leader. And the way to to do that is to really strive to think about all of the areas where we need to improve. Where are we still a novice that we need to hone those skills, gather experience and develop insight? Where are we already an expert and how can we hone that even more and become even more expert? But those are intentional choices. So for me, reaching mastery is something we have to choose to do and Mm. those choices are what makes it intentional.
0: Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Right now, like after COVID, for example, when we got locked down, there are many business happens because we start business easier, right? Like people have nothing to do just like start an online business drop shipping or like being affiliate marketer having a side hustle or like combine what they have at home and then selling it as an influencer already make a lot of money already but how can they become a better at what they do and still enjoy what they are doing
1: (laughs) ah there's two two parts to that question and of course you know some of the things uh, I've run across a number of businesses uh, since COVID uh, hit the world. And as you say, many of them have chosen to go down a, a maybe a different path because their existing business didn't really work when people were locked down. They had to do something mm. different. And I think uh, that's sometimes a choice driven by necessity rather than mm. by desire to, uh, to do something significant and, and better for them and for the world and all the rest of it. So I think now as we come out of COVID, it's time to step back and have a real think about, is this still the right thing that I should be doing? Should I be going back to some of my core skills? Or actually, have I found something here that I really enjoy and that I'm really, you know, getting a lot of value from? And if it's the latter, then fine, you know, put more uh, time and effort and energy into learning how to do it even better. Uh, And for that, uh, I think, we have to, first of all, think about finding the people who are already very good at that, who are already experts, and spending time with them. Um, I mentioned I was a photographer. In a couple of days' time, I'm spending uh, a day with one of England's foremost landscape photographers. Not cheap to do that, because you know he is a master of his art and is a very successful photographer in his own right. But I want to spend time with him because that allows me to see through his eyes to see the way he approaches what he does so part of that whole how do we move ourselves on i think is to look for who are the people we can reach out to who can give us great advice share their experience and help us to see better ways to do what we're already doing and learn from them and that will help us to build the mastery in our own area
0: how can here's a thing from what we are speaking here it's just a slight line between shining object and keep pivoting for surviving, right? Yeah. And also knowing your core skill that you are really good at in order to mastery. And it's so hard to stick to it when it's not working. You know the curve when it's like you need to go through those failure process until you like get the first hit to climb up the mountain do you have any suggestion for those who like i'm gonna keep going even though i'm not making it yet
1: Uh, yeah and i think it's a really important point um you know i think when i first started uh, working with business owners uh, and i was helping them to think about strategy there were lots of times when what I was doing was, you know, I knew wasn't as good as it could be. And I was, you know, maybe struggling a little bit to get new clients because nobody knew me at that point in time. I had no reputation. You know, my existing clients and I were kind of working together and I was building experience. But business was hard. You know, I, I, I didn't know how to do marketing. And I was having to go out and look for clients and all of those things. Today, because I've built a reputation, because people know, of me, and people talk about me, or oh, particularly behind my back. I love it when people talk behind my back. It's always good. Um, you know, the word is is out that that his, this chap William Buse uh, is a great business mentor. So people now come and approach me and ask me if I can help them and support them rather than me having to find clients. So I really understand that hard slog uh, that you have early on in a business to find clients, to build the money, and all the rest of it. So how do you get through that? Well, the first is, I think you have to know that what you're doing is valuable. And the best way to check that is with the clients that you have got is ask them what they really value in what you're doing or in what product you're selling or in the way that you're delivering the service that you deliver. They'll probably tell you some things you didn't expect. And they'll probably tell you other things that you you know that you do recognize that are part of your uh, talent, part of your skill base. So hang on to those things that they're telling you that you're really good at, and and hone them even further. Uh, and also ask your existing clients, what else should I be doing? What do you think would make what I'm doing even better for you? And again, listen carefully to what they're saying because there'll be some surprises in in what they tell you. Um, and that's how I've honed what I do. How I've got better at uh, asking the questions that really unlock in people's minds what their challenge is and help them to think through to find a solution to that challenge. Um, My clients tell me, you know, and I said, what am I really good at? Uh, And they they say, uh, the thing that really surprised me early on was they said, you ask really insightful questions. So by asking those insightful questions, I'm able to open up their thinking To uh, new ways of thinking and that's what they found valuable you know I thought what they'd really value was my experience in business actually what they value is my ability to get them to think about their experience in business and that's much more valuable to them because my business is different from theirs but their experience if I can help them to think it through is really powerful for them in terms of designing their own strategy. So if you're struggling, keep going. Listen to your existing customers uh, and understand what they really value and then double down on that and the parts of that where you know you're already good and make make yourself even stronger. And then your clients will start talking about the value you bring them to other people and they will start coming to you and it will get a bit easier. And, And it gets easier and easier the longer you go.
0: How can the listener train their mind of, like, keep going and believing in themselves that this is, okay, we already asked the current clients or customer already. This is the data that, okay, telling us and already proven the concept of, like, this is the thing that they keep paying us to do for. Okay, we got this. Check. Okay, we are going to keep doing this. And we're not going to do this that they didn't say us to do. Okay, we already have the thing of to do and not to do. Then how can we not chasing the desire of the ego, you know? Like when we know what we're good at, we, we're going to have like some sparkling that, oh, but this is something that we also want to do more as well. What can you happen? like ai for example should we implement now or doing a test run should we test with the current client or using the new um set of clients coming in like how would you do that
1: well i think you, you've touched on something it's really important um and we've got if you have existing clients that you're already working with they know you they like you they trust you because they're continuing to work with you and they're a, a great place to look at new opportunities with but there's a but I'd say that with a word of caution too and I'll come back Mm -hmm. to that but but things like AI uh, if you think well maybe I could use AI in my my business Uh, I I mean I would say AI is a tool just like a website is a tool just like a dictionary is a tool it's not a solution in its own right if it's useful for what you do to help you do it better, great. If you think it's going to replace what you do, probably you're probably not really thinking through how it could help you. And I think that's that's the point. Look at tools as a way of improving what you do rather than a solution for your clients. I'll come back to this challenge of you know the new shiny object, as you said, you know, something something comes along and you think, oh, I could do that as well. The the trouble is when it's new. And, you know, AI is a good example. It's very new. We're all learning. We're all back at Explorer in my uh, journey of mastery. We're, we're back at it so we don't have the knowledge even of how this AI tool really works. We maybe, you know, we're a couple of months since ChatGPT opened up to a, a broad audience. So, you know, with the best drill in the world, you might have been using it a lot every day for a couple of months. But some of the people who were developing that tool have been working on it for years uh, and you know have far more experience of it than, than you do. So I think that the challenge with new shiny things is that it can take us off on a tangent that's exciting, that's interesting, that's new and different, but it's not in our skill sets, not in our talent. And if we spend time and energy on it, it takes it away from what we are the master of, what we are aiming to be the master of. And that can diminish our service, make our product more like everybody else's. And and when our product is indistinguishable from anybody else, why would anybody buy it? They might think they could buy from anybody they know. We need to make our, our products and our services stand out in the market. And the way to do that is to put your own stamp on it and become the master of it and make it the best you possibly can. And yeah. then, then they'll come to you because of what you do, the way you do your business, rather than because you're another person in a very crowded market.
0: The way I see it is, Here is that I believe that if I cannot do it by myself, I shouldn't use the tool to do it for me. Because once the tool didn't work anymore, I couldn't do it. If I'm still going to do it manually, that's that's how I see it. So yeah, I I just think it this way. Cause like no one can take anything away from me from what I have, also my brain. But software or like even Google that we are using it right now, it can shut down anytime, right? Facebook can like go down anytime. So we never know. Yeah, we never know. Well, if,
1: if Twitter was part of your marketing strategy two years ago, before Elon Musk bought it, uh, you know, it's a very different animal today. It may still work for some people. I'm not saying it's it's not the right tool for some people if they've really worked out how to use it. But I think if you'd relied on it as your sole way to get business, you're probably having a bit of trouble now. You know, so it's it's... You're absolutely right. I think those things that we are not good at, we have a choice. We can either learn them ourselves and become good at them, or we can choose to outsource them to uh, other businesses that are experts in that area and masters in that area. Um, Outsourcing to software, uh, as you say, carries some risks that one day the software is not there anymore or the the owners of that software change it so it doesn't do what you need anymore. Mm. Uh, But generally speaking, if you... Let's say you have you know an entrepreneurial business that's not good at marketing. You can go to a marketing agency. They are good at marketing. They're studying it. They're looking at what are the trends, what's happening in their market, how is marketing changing, and so they'll keep you up to date as well. You don't need to do all that research. There's a, an, an expert and a master out there who can do it for you. And I think you know I would always choose the people and the business to work with far in advance of what tools do they use?
0: Yeah, I was about to ask you about this. Like, after you decided the path of mastery, right, it would be, like, one or two departments in the business. Like, I don't think it's going to be more than that because it's going okay. to be too much. Like, if it's going to be operation, it's going to be cross, like, usually operation with finance or, or something, operation with marketing or, like, something like that, like cross path or R&D. Usually one person that do R&D will control branding, right? So they would have like along together or just an example. But then how do you show us which part that you're going to outsource? Uh, Because it's also controversy somehow that when you start a business, you do everything on your own. You add all the hats. And then it's so hard to like let someone detach your hats out, pulling it out, and also. Having a people problem as well. That's or not the big issue in the world, I would say. so. Head uh,
1: I agree. The whole thing of which hat are you wearing? You know, as a, as a business owner, you're the chief exec, you're the chief marketing officer, the, the technology breaks, suddenly you're the IT department, all of those things going on when it's just you. But I think part of intentional mastery is being intentional about what am I going to be really good at, and what am I not? What am I going to choose not to become really good at? You know, so if we choose uh, not to be good at, let's say, uh, IT, you know, we're, we're just going to use the tools in front of us. But if the computer doesn't turn on in the morning, i pick the phone up to, to an IT specialist who's, who's going to come and help me get it working again. Now, we could all spend time learning about that technology, we could all become you know uh, practitioners in it through that journey and and that's the problem that you end up as you're starting your own business you start this you do everything Best you're probably going to be is practitioner at everything. So you can be a reasonably good marketeer, a reasonably good IT person. You can be a reasonably good graphic designer. You can be reasonably, you know, all of those things that you need in a business. And you can be reasonably good at what you do. What you can't be is exceptional at what you do because you're spending all that time on those other things that you're okay at. So intentional mastery is about as much about saying what are you going to let go of as it is about what are you going to focus on mm. and we have to we have to make conscious decisions and yeah it is hard you know when you <laughs> uh, when you outsource something you've been doing yourself you know some people will outsource writing blogs for their business for example and, and then you know the blogs don't quite come back in exactly the same voice and they feel like that's not me talking well that's about how well you've explained what you want to the person you're outsourcing to so there's there's an element and a time in that outsourcing where you have to both the outsource company and the thing else and you have to learn what does it actually look like what do you want how does that that work but once you've got over that hurdle and you've got somebody now writing blogs that are in your voice and sound you know like your business then it's great because you're going to let go of that bit and that frees up time to focus more on the things that you are really good at and that's why I talk about intentional because it is as much about letting go as it is about taking
0: on. 100%. Yeah. It's already free relaxed already. Is that possible that we? So here's the thing I would like to ask you Like, is there any approximate time that anyone, like, have you done any research on it, like, to be a mastery for a person in general, or like, as in an entrepreneurial journey? Approximately, how long does it take?
1: Uh, approximately a lifetime. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm not, I am often asked. Uh how, how are there any shortcuts? Are there any ways to, <laughs> to get to being a master quickly? And I think there are ways to accelerate the journey. That's true. But I don't think there are really any, you know, there are no magic bullets that say, well, I can wake up in the morning on a Saturday or a Monday morning and decide, you know, this week I'm going to be a master motor mechanic. And I know nothing <laughs> about car engines at all. And expect that by Friday, you can open a garage and be successful. That's clearly not going to happen. But I think we can uh, think about how we can accelerate the journey. And I talked in that journey, you know, when you're an explorer, you need knowledge. So a question to ask yourself is, what new knowledge do I need to help me get even better at what I'm doing? Mm thing is, then, how do I hone the skills? That's about finding the people with the skills. It's why I'm spending time with Charlie Waite, the photographer, this week, because he has skills that I want to really understand. I'm not going to take photographs the same way as he does, but I know I will learn some new skills from him, and that will help me accelerate my journey to mastery in photography, which is, you know, not not what I do for a living, but it is one of the things that I want to, to really accelerate. Then there's also the part of that journey that is about building experience. So taking the opportunity to do what you do, every opportunity you can. Uh, I'm a professional speaker as well, and I get the opportunity, uh, I'm honoured to stand on the stage and talk to you know groups of people and share what I know. But I take the opportunity. Uh, when I can in the uh, association that I'm a part of the professional speaking association to speak on stages and and try out new material with uh, my peers and people that, that know me well, because I want to keep honing getting new experience. And I spend time watching and listening to the great speakers that I run across through that association as well to see what can I learn from them? What does their experience tell me? All of those things accelerate the journey. I've been running my own business for 20 years. Am I Running the best possible business that I could? Of course not. You know, there's still things to improve. There's still things to learn. There's still things to develop. So that's why I said, you know, jokingly at the start, yeah, it takes a lifetime. But can we become masterful in, you know, a shorter period of time? Yes, of course we can in some areas of what we're doing. And as the years go by, as our wisdom grows, So we become ever more masterful. So it's not, it's not a, oh, this is going to take forever. I'm not sure I want to start. It it will take the time it takes. But unless you start, you can never get there.
0: Do you think when you already like hope the somehow the pattern of learning to be like mastering in process of like, for example, running the business, intentionally mastery in that running business, photography, for example, becoming. A mastery in photography, being a speaker as well, keep improving, being a great speaker. Do you think it's similar way of you learning it?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I think there's there's quite a lot of um, work that's been done in um, you know university research on the psychology of learning, particularly in adults, and those steps of gathering knowledge, honing skills, building experience, and reacting on insights uh, is it's quite well documented uh, as Mm. key stages of learning for for adults and it's well and for children too you know most children spend a lot of their time at school they're in that knowledge learning phase you know we are as children we learn we gather all the knowledge of uh, you know many things some of which we let go over the years you know I learned Latin at school. I can't remember any of it. Uh, and <laughs> because I don't use it. I'm not, it's not part of the direction I chose to go. And so we can, you know, we lose some of that knowledge as well. But I also, you know, at school and at university learned about uh, the scientific method, about projects, about research, about asking questions, all things that I'm still using today, you know, and honing and developing. So I think those, stages and thinking about you know what is it that I need in order to advance today what for, for me or for you you know what what's the one piece of knowledge that would really help me here or what's the one skill that I really need to develop you know I, I know how to do this but not very well who do I know who can help me do it better or how can I get more experience in this area uh, and that's really one of the reasons I, I said earlier talk to your clients about what they really value because their experience of you is just as important as your experience of them.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, William, in case anyone want to work with you, where can they find you then?
1: So I um, have this wonderful advantage of having an unusual surname. It's it's William Buist, B-U-I-S-T. I'm sure most people can spell the William bit. But, but uh, yeah, so if you find my website at williambuist.com, and if you put the word audit, A-U-D-I-T with a dot, audit.williambuist.com in front of that, that will take you to a, a small business owner's audit. It's 20 questions that you can quickly answer. It takes about five minutes for most people to complete. I look at that data. I also look at the uh, individual who's completed it. If they're on LinkedIn, I'll maybe look at their LinkedIn profile and so on. And I'll send you a couple of days after you fill in the the audit, I'll send a a personalized report back to you with some suggestions of how you can uh, do a few things in your business to make a real difference quickly uh, and uh, if and that's free and uh, I, you know, I'd welcome anybody who's listening to take up the uh, opportunity to complete that audit and uh, then we can have a conversation.
0: Thank you so much William. Everything will be put in the description as well as the show note so don't miss this opportunity to your mastery because mastery is the key to have a better business so thank you so much William for joining Get Unstuck Radio today.
1: My uh, pleasure and thank you, It's been lovely to talk to you.
0: I hope this episode inspire you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The result of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because You deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.